Good morning, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Wednesday. That's all right. It's the middle of the week. We're just kind of dragging through the week and hoping Friday gets here quickly so we can turn the page and be ready for the NFL Draft, which drops next Thursday. That's right, a week from tomorrow. And let me tell you, folks, it is time. It is that time of year. It hasn't really percolated up quite yet, but it's coming. The draft rumors, the stories, the tweets about such and such team looking to jump up or such and such team looking to drop down. Don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe, people. Just ignore all of it. It's always lying season once the draft rolls around, but this next kind of, you know, nine, seven days or so, it's uh, going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. Don't pay attention to it. Dismiss it out of hand. Forthwith, I tell you people, you will enjoy life so much more if you do. Hello to everybody in the comments section. Good to see everybody. Daniel, good morning. How are you? Aaron Bust-A-Move Nagler. All right, Kevin, that was a one-time performance. Thank you very much. Uh, Packers wouldn't trade for Debo, right? Uh, here we go. Let's we'll, we'll start right. Too expensive? Ben, it's got nothing to do with expense. I think they would pay Debo if given the opportunity to. Um, I know people point at Devontae Adams and trading him. That's a very unique situation, and as Brian is... <laughs> Want to say it's a case by case scenario situation, etc. They would absolutely pay Debo if they got the shot, but they're never going to get the shot. No way San Francisco trades him within the conference. And I don't think San Francisco is going to even entertain training, trading the kid. I mean, is he frustrated? Is he doing the stuff on social media? I know his brother says I'm on Facebook and blah, blah, blah. Totally get it. Not dismissing it completely, but um, it's not like he has a ton of leverage other than withholding his services, which who do they play on Sunday? I mean, I get it's the off season. I get the draft is coming up and especially in the media side, we'd like to pump those narratives. It gets the engagement going, but I suspect, and this is just guesswork on my part, obviously, but I suspect cooler heads will prevail and the 49ers will figure out some kind of way to appease the kid and they'll remain a 49er. And I love that uh, the drama gets, uh, thrown out there on Twitter and we all devour it as we are wont to do. But yeah, I mean, again, would the Packers pay him? Yeah, if they got the chance. But I don't think they're going to get that chance. Good morning. Good morning. Everybody's saying good morning. Hello. Another dance today. No chance. Not today. Jason, thank you for the super chat. What's up, man? Um, so what we got? Whoa, hopefully Watkins can break the number 11 curse. It seems like the Packers have never had a good player wearing 11. Well, what was the last one? Davis? I think was the last wide out aware 11. Um, I feel confident that he will be the one to break that streak. Let's, let's put it down here. What's the date today? It is the 20th, April 20th. Oh, that's right. It's 420. What's up people? 420 year of our Lord, 2022. I hereby declare that Sammy Watkins will break the number 11 streak. Um, ADF seven, four, five. What a handle morning nags. Thoughts on Boy Mafe out of Minnesota. I really like him. I do think that um, Ross Uglum, uh, who I talked to like a couple weeks ago here on the YouTube channel, if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. He brought up a good point. Um, you get excited watching the kids tape, but then you do wonder, um, you know, athletic thresholds, level of competition, et cetera. It starts to put some doubts in your mind. I really like him, though. I would be very happy if the Packers found a way to – you know, call his name on those first couple of nights of the draft. Um, I think he'd be an excellent kind of rotational piece. Um, no doubt he'd be asked to contribute um, sooner rather than later. 
but you know, he's not going to, somebody like that would not get on the field immediately over Gary and Smith, but yeah, I really like his game. Now, <clears throat> will the Packers feel that same way? Well, we'll find out. Um, but since I like him, that does mean the Packers won't take him just so we're all on the same page here. <laughs> what is going on people? Uh, well, let's take the sign Jagger now. 23 million per year with a lot of guaranteed money, which the Packers may have to start doing. Yeah, it's. I thought uh, Wendell, uh, if you didn't follow him on Twitter, make sure you do, our Cheesehead TV contributor. Uh, you know, he, he put it right. I mean, it doesn't change a whole lot. Um, you know, we talked about this, another video you should check out, about what the Packers will most likely do when extending Jair. Uh, I don't think this changes a whole lot. Um, the last couple of big deals that have gotten done. I do think it is going to be about well, the sticking points will undoubtedly be about guarantees and how they break those out and what kind of, you know, if the Packers are uh, amiable to breaking precedents. Um, I know they wouldn't, they certainly didn't seem to be with Devante, but that's a soon to be 30 year old wide receiver. I think things may be a little different with a budding defensive star. Who's a cornerstone of your roster. Um, I still and of the ardent belief that this will get done this summer, though. No doubt about it. Um, what else we got? What else we got here? John, thank you for the super chat. Debo fund. <laughs> wow, we need, a, we need another, another leg of the spreadsheet here. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I got that one. Get that one. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? Every guy the Packers draft will become superstars, speaking it into existence. Heard it here first. Good morning, by the way, Nags. Hope your day is great. My day is wonderful. Thank you so much, Chris. Um, yes, come on. Be positive, right? Why not? Um, Jovan, what's up, man? The Niners have no first-round picks this year. Niners insider, if I spell it correctly, blah, 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 stated the call was made by the Packers, offered a first, second, and I'm like, all right. See, this is the stuff I was talking about at the top of the show. Ignore that stuff. Ignore it. Don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Don't do it. Don't do it, people. Hopefully special teams cannot be dead last this next year. Need to improve. Well, Brenton, there's nowhere to go but up. Yeah, I mean, special teams, we all know it has to improve. They're clearly trying to uh, turn things around there. Obviously, they brought in a new special teams coordinator, and he's got his hands clearly on the some of the roster decisions already. So hopefully um, not just a new special teams coordinator, a new punter, what have you, but hopefully the personnel group, especially day three of the draft, perhaps maybe a new emphasis on bringing in special teams bodies to help that process along. And then thereby later in the summer when it comes time to actually picking the 53-man roster, maybe acquiescing to special teams on occasion. It's got to be the whole program, man. It can't just be the coordinator or a body or two. It's got to be the entire program or else this thing is never getting turned around. Don't get me all started here. Uh... <laughs> You're probably right, Nags. They won't pick him, but on draft day, you put your picks in an envelope and open it after each pick. Maybe we can break the curse of Nagler's never right. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, whatever happened to Tyler Irvin? Don, I, you know, that's a great question. Um, I know, what, he had that stint, a really short stint. I think it was in Buffalo. And then he was on the street all the end of last year. And the Packers never showed any interest in bringing him back. I don't know. Because usually when that kind of thing happens, 
you've heard something as far as like rubbing guys the wrong way in the locker room or just rubbing people in general the wrong way in, in the building. Never heard any of that with Tyler. Uh, nothing but rave reviews. And I know it's been, you know, problematic keeping him on the field. Injuries have been an issue. And that was the case before he got to Green Bay. It was certainly the case in Green Bay. But, man, they were a better offense when he was on the field. There's no question about it. The way they utilized him in that kind of jet motion role. It's, you know, that 2020 season, he was a di- he made a, not significant, but he was a difference in the sense of use, utilizing motion and the things they drew up and how it affected defenses. It certainly had an effect. Not to mention he was a decent returner. So, yeah, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a weird one to me. I would love to get Brian on some truth serum on that one. No doubt. Chris, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Oh, boy. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Wide receiver and edge in the first. Wide receiver and linebacker or safety in the second. How about it? Let's kill this thing next week. Cheers. Now you know you've put that out there. It means they're going to play like a defensive tackle and an offensive tackle in round one, <laughs> which, God, I hope happens. That's just to watch Twitter burn. Um, those are uh, completely fine. Uh, excellent choices, sir. I, I applaud your use of uh, pairing position groups with rounds. But you know that's not how the draft works you know it's about value it's about how the board falls and if there is a wide receiver and edge in the first round that they deem acceptable and or worth it yeah they'll select them but you don't go into the grocery list of this that and this and then just tick them off that ain't that ain't how it works um but i do think those are obviously positions that they will be looking at um i do linebacker is interesting especially if you're talking about off-ball linebacker because clearly they just paid devondre campbell a boatload of money so I would suspect they would probably maybe not, you know, ignore that position. And I know we can argue about whether they've done that over the last decade or not. But I do think that's that's a spot where they'll, if there's value there, especially on day three, I think that's a, the type of selection they need to make, not only to bolster the inside of their defense, but to improve on special teams. More linebacker body types, please. That's, you know. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Chris, thanks again, bud. Out of all the receivers out there, who is the one receiver you're most skeptical about picking in the first round? None of them. None of them. You see, I don't understand this kind of thinking. I mean, Chris, and this is not targeted at you. This is in general and people consuming the draft. Why would you be skeptical? I know everybody's got their pro scouting hat on and they're all breaking down the tape. Man, come on. You don't know. I mean, there are guys that will probably end up in a better situation and able to kind of showcase their skills a little bit more. And everyone will look back and go, I called it. Well, yeah. Would you have, quote, called it if the guy had gone to a different team and had, say, a different quarterback or a different system and wasn't as productive? Then you wouldn't be trusting that you called it or whatever. You know, I just don't view the draft like that. Uh, I get why people do, but I'm not skeptical of any of these kids. The Packers are doing the work. Once they make their selections, they're Green Bay Packers, and I root for them. That's it. It's that simple for me. I understand everyone's out there with their amateur GM glasses on. That's great. Have a ball, but it is not my thing. It just ain't. It just isn't. What else we got here, folks? Oh, no. <laughs> what is this? Um, The only draft I'm interested in is what they have on top of my local metal bar. Easy atheist. I like it. Uh, save yourself pain and hurt. Don't invest in the draft. 
it's not so much that. I mean, it's hope, right? They're selling hope. That's the idea that the kind of narrative has been built around by the NFL. Every year, every team, you got all this hope. And I'm down with that. I love the hope. It's great. What kills me, though, is like when the Packers make a selection and then half of Twitter hates it. You know, the Rashawn Gary pick will forever live in infamy. You know, I, man, the, the vitriol and the hatred and just the downright nastiness that that pick elicited from Packers fans. I mean, all night, it was crazy. And look, oh my gosh, he's turned out to be a pretty damn good player. I just don't understand that. Like, and that's, but this is what it does, right? Like, I'm all for researching players and seeing what their strengths and weaknesses are, but that, that is literally a sliver of the information at the fingertips of everybody inside 1265 Lombardi and the personnel group is what they have. Like they, it's the difference between what is consumed outside those, the NFL buildings and what goes on inside is a vast oceanic divide. But I know, I know, like I said, that's, that's how it's done. I get it. Totally get it. The only good thing about the draft is the Cheesehead TV draft show. Now, see, now you're talking. Uh, yeah, if you haven't joined us before, we've done it the last couple of years. We do a live stream all three days. God bless America. Um, and we are live for every single pick. It's a lot of fun. And I think I'm going to try this year. I think we're going to go live on TikTok for all the Packers selections just to throw something different out there. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're here on the YouTube channel. We'll be live on YouTube and Facebook throughout the entirety on the uh, Cheesehead TV channels. So it's going to be a good time. And that first night, Thursday night, is always a, a good time. We have lots of uh, special guests stopping by. Um, last year, we had a bunch. We have a bunch more coming by this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you can join us. I still remember when oh, – well, there it is. Jonathan, I still remember when Ted Thompson picked Kenny and he referred to him as the best player available and Packers Twitter crushed him. Hey, I was one of those people. That's literally the last draft that I like broke prospects down and got upset and blah, 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 because that I wanted Mac in the worst way. And they are Jack, sorry. And they ended up taking Kenny. And I was so upset because I knew they almost picked my guy, but then didn't. And they got Kenny and I'm like, oh, gosh, man. And now Kenny's one of my favorite players. And he's fucking awesome. I mean, that was the pick. That was the pick that turned it for me. You know? It's just it's just not worth it, man. 100%. Oh, what we got here? We got Cameron. What's up? Barnwell had an article that had hypothetical trades for each first-round pick. Had Seattle trading 9 for 28-59 and Jordan Love. Can't see that near enough. I mean, if... If uh, John Schneider really believes in Jordan Love, sure, but only John Schneider can say. Um, I think the Packers would do that in a heartbeat. But, yeah, I, I, I love Barnwell. He's amazing. He does great work. But, you know, I know he's creating content there more so than has any inside information. But that would be amazing. That would make an amazing draft even more kind of um, intriguing. What else we got? Kenny is a beast. Yes, he is. Samuel, good morning. How are you? Hey, Nags, do you see a sticker and a super chat from me? Carl, I don't. Wait, hold on. Let me check. Let me go back. Maybe I missed it from earlier. There's Chris. There's Carl. What's up, buddy? Morning. Sent a sticker early 
Doug, your take on tight end Davis. Oh, thanks for watching the video, man. I think he showed some flashes looking forward to his development. Thanks, man. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, I did a video, I think it was on Sunday night, of three Packers I expect to take a significant jump forward developmentally. Um, these are the hot takes, you know, the the really searing hot content that you get here at Cheesehead TV. While everyone else is doing like mock drafts and um, hot takes about the Packers and the NFL, I'm doing videos about Tyler Davis and Royce Newman. <laughs> and then I wonder why we have no subscribers. Um, but yeah, thanks. I, I really like Davis. I went back and was watching kind of coaches tape of a bunch of the younger guys. And I'm telling you what, man, again, I don't know if they got a player, but they, they got some moldable clay there. And I think, you know, I'm not saying again, like I said in the video, I'm not saying he's the next Tunyon, but he's got some upside. And given that Tunyon probably won't be ready at the right at the start of the year, I think he could have some opportunities. So, yeah, thanks, man. I I really like him. I, I think, like I said, I think he could be uh, he could help them out. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Got that one. Got that one. Dave, what's up, man? Curious if Packers will continue to take Preston and Gary off the field at the same time next year. That second line group seemed to get run over. Well, yeah. I mean, I think Garvin held, held up okay, but Tipa definitely got run over a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do th think the rotation was a little obvious at times. And I would, I'm with you. I would like to see them mix it a little bit more. But, you know, we, we'll see what happens in the draft and or the remainder of free agency as far as building out that rotation because I obviously think they're anywhere near done. Um but yeah, it was kind of curious how that, especially later in the year, right? That that really, they kind of settled into a kind of a pattern there. And I know injuries drove some of that, you know, no doubt about it. But yeah, I would have liked to see them mix it up a little bit more in, in regards to the maybe tears, for lack of a better word. Colby, good morning. How are you? Oh, I got a bunch of super chats. Don't miss the super chats, Nagar. Dave, what's up? Reminder. To self, the DIC lives and dies by content creation. NFL front offices live and die by player acquisition. Well stated, Dave. Peter, what's up, man? Speaking of banana, always money in the banana stand. What is the Packers banana stand in 2022? Um, well, a Jair extension would help. Lower his cap hit significantly. Um, outside of that, there ain't a whole lot. I mean, maybe an Amos extension, but not a whole, not a whole lot there. Jason, what's up? My wish is the Packers take one more low-risk vet wide receiver and then use both first-round picks to get two studs at wide receiver no matter who they get. That's a lot of wide receivers. Guys, you know you can win without wide receivers, right? I understand that the last two Super Bowl champions had a murderer's row, if you will, of talent at the position, but that is not the only way to win in the NFL. And I understand we've been spoiled by having Devontae Adams in Green Bay forever. and We're used to having lots of talent at wide receiver in Green Bay, Wisconsin. However, you can win without it. And I'm not saying they're not going to add pieces because they obviously are. But it's about five eligibles. It's not about wide receivers. It's about guys who can catch the football from any position as long as they're eligible. They can't be thrown at the offensive lineman unless you're down on the goal line and make them eligible. And you roll them out and then touchdown. I'm down with a fat guy touchdown. Don't get me wrong. But it's about five eligibles. And they got a pretty damn good eligible receiver in Aaron Jones. They got an ascending eligible receiver in A.J. Dillon. They got a number of tight ends who can catch the football. I understand everybody wants to, like, get stars at wide receiver, especially after the last two Super Bowls. But 
never forget, the Rams are a dropped interception away from losing that NFC Championship game. And then you've got the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Who are their wideouts? I mean, Debo Samuel? Okay, fine. He's great. But outside of that, it ain't like they got a murderer's row of talent. You know? You can win any number of ways in the NFL. You don't need superstars at every single depth on every single kind of depth chart position, etc. But I get it. I get it. I get it. Trust me, I get it. Especially with Aaron Rodgers, last couple of years, you want to give him weapons. I'm down with it. I understand it. I'm just trying to allay fears that if they don't do what you want at the position, it's going to be all right. They're still going to move the ball. They're still going to score a bunch of points. Oh, it's January and it's really cold and the quarterback doesn't show up. But that's uh, another discussion. I don't know what else we got. Hendrick, how you doing, man? No more commenting on the DIC speculations. Can we please FF to next Sunday's fast forward? Yeah, I hear you. But that's the problem, right? But they pushed the draft so far back that that's all that's left. You know? All-star games, combine, pro days. That's all done now. The hay's in the barn, as Ted used to say. All that's left is speculation for days and days and days. I feel you, though. I definitely feel you. Always money in the banana stand. What's up, Chris? It sure as hell does help to have some superstars. Well, no doubt. Yes. Yes. I know. Crazy as it seems, I do understand the idea of having talent at positions. But guess what? You're not going to have superstars at every position. The Packers have a bunch. They have a superstar quarterback. They have a superstar uh, corner. They have a superstar uh, defensive tackle. You know, they have superstars. They have a superstar running back, and they probably have two. Like, they have a number of superstars. You know, you're not going to have superstars at every position, and the Packers, as currently constructed, don't have superstars at wide receiver. It's going to be okay. I promise. I promise. I promise. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please, please do me a huge favor. Hit like on this video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go.